1: Everybody to Wrestling Omikase. It is episode number 214, and this week, I am pleased to be joined by a returning guest. Hello, Quinlan. Hi. That's your first time back on the free feed in a while. You're speaking to the masses now, instead wow. of just the patrons. Okay. Because so, the last... I think the WrestleMania Retro Roulette was definitely Patreon-only. I think whatever... Was your last episode before that the review of uh, Sengoku Lord? It that was, 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 pa- anniversary show, that uh, was Anniversary Show. Oh, Anniversary Show. Um, anniversary Roulette... Oh, that that was also Patreon only. And then before that, maybe Sengoku Lord, which was also Patreon only. So it's been a while since the free feed has heard you. So how do you? what what do you want to say to all the freeloaders? I guess. How about pay $5? Sure. Yeah, there you go. Uh, (laughs) What's (laughs) up, everybody? So, okay. This is going to be a little bit of a weird episode. So when I planned out the month of May, uh, obviously the idea was we were going to be building up to a Tokyo Dome show at the end of May. Right, that was the original yeah. plan—the grand slam in Tokyo Dome. No. That is obviously no longer happening. Well, not in May. Yeah, I mean, they, they've, they've, uh, mm, you know, who knows delayed why? it indefinitely. Oh, I assume.
2: They, I thought maybe they said like they'll have a date soon. They won't. They did
1: have it. They did say they have a date soon. Well, they plan on doing it. They do plan the on doing it this year. This year. Okay. So you know whether it's in June or July or who knows. Um, I did. I changed <clears throat> the Patreon series because we were going to do all the, the Tokyo Dome main events again. Mm. That was my plan on the the Patreon. But now we're going to change that over to a famous like New Japan feud. So the, the patrons can go on there and vote. By the way, through Monday morning, uh, to choose their, either Naito Okada, Naito Abushi, or Naito Tanahashi. And we're going to watch all those matches in order. It Should be a lot of fun. Not Inoki and uh... no, those are three that we can choose between. Naito Tanahashi's is winning by a lot so far. So and it's probably going to be It's probably going to be Naito Tanahashi. Um, but yeah, we're still going to do the Tokyo Dome Retro Roulette because I already scheduled it. So you know, uh, maybe we'll just do another one of these <clears throat> towards the actual to- towards the actual show. I mean, there's plenty of Tokyo Dome matches, you know. Mm. But so the general idea here, if you've never heard of Retro Roulette before, is we're going to pick six Tokyo Dome shows randomly. Now, not just January Fourth, not just New Japan. It could be anything. Um, and then, you know, each of the shows we pick a random match. We will not get any main events because, again, I'm doing a series on the Patreon covering all the Tokyo Dome main events in order. So the main events will not be included. So it's basically non-main event Tokyo Dome retro roulette. Hopefully that's not too complicated. But, yes, if you're wondering at the end of the day why there's no main events, it's because we, uh, they're not eligible. So we'll see what we get uh, other than the main events. So anything that's a main event... We're covering, you know, on the Patreon series, which, like I said, will resume at some point uh, closer to when they announced the new Grand Slam in Tokyo Dome. The first time I started that series, which you can listen to uh, all of it on the Patreon right now, all of it that's up so far, uh, at patreon.com slash wrestling Omakase. We got up through 95, so I did everything from the first Dome shows, uh, which were a lot of really cool stuff. I mean, not just New Japan. In the early days of Tokyo Dome, you know, all Japan ran it with the WWF. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, SWS ran it with the WWF. That was the Eyeglass Puro company, that, founded by the Eyeglass company. Uh, but then like UWFI, or not UWFI, I'm sorry, UWF, the newborn one, the second one, before the giant split of shoot style promotions, they ran it. Uh, <clears throat> pro Wrestling Fujiwara Gumi ran it, which was one of the, the splits off. And, you know, a name that you'll recognize that was on that show was a very, very, very young... Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, and the Fujiwara Gumi show. His first time in the Tokyo Dome in, like, 1991.
2: I think we just had the anniversary of when the song was created for him, but I saw a picture on Twitter of, like, a very young Minoru Suzuki in studio with the studio
1: with the singer. Oh, yeah, with a Yumi, Yumi Hamazaki, I think? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, so, yes, there's all sorts of wacky stuff in the early days of Tokyo Dome. As you go on, it starts to become just New Japan, but, you know, there's all sorts of other shows we covered on that series where we're going to resume on the Patreon Will be the, um, you know, right at the New, New Japan versus UWFI feud. So that'll be a lot of fun to cover as we get to the mid to late 90s. Uh, but yes, Quinlan's like trying to tell me to wrap it up or something. We haven't even picked the matches yet, so we're just recording the intro. I'm excited to know what matches we get. Okay. So what else has been going on, though? You don't want Does there's nothing else you want to talk to the people about? Um, how about how great my birthday party was since yeah, you were there? It was fun. Uh, I picked a great I, restaurant. I
2: still want to know what that game room was, but I guess want to know.
1: It was like all boarded up.
2: There's so many signs leading to it, and you couldn't even see inside.
1: <laughs> yeah, we were walking through um the mm-hmm. in- Industry City, I think it's called, in Brooklyn, which is like these all these like abandoned warehouses. Basically, they turned into all these restaurants and stuff. And yeah, there's like all these signs for a game room. So like, I want to see what the game room is. And you have to walk so fucking far through all from warehouse to warehouse to warehouse and we finally get to this game room and it's boarded up yeah so i don't I mean, know we don't even know. we'll never know what the game room was you know, one day maybe it'll reopen um but yeah we the restaurant i picked was great i love that waku waku place. really good alcohol yeah the hot, the hot sake at the end right yeah. i thought we were ordering four shots we actually ordered four bottles yeah <laughs> but uh i got really fucked up last week folks you were like close. No, I was pretty bad. You were pretty yeah. drunk. I I've saw, been much
2: drunker before, but... but...
1: I saw you. You were, like, gone. I was the most drunk. That mm-hmm. was, like, the... I think I was more drunk the last time I went to AC,
2: and I got the Centauri and Coke. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, 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 You were pretty drunk, though. Not you, the drunk as I've ever been. You, you were either. the second most drunk there after me. I got uh, so fucked... Yeah, you're I think, probably right. I think you're probably you right.
2: I, I got so fucking drunk... In our group. I saw people when we got outside that were
1: really fucked <laughs> up. Yeah, it's true.
2: Worse than either of us. But. Um...
1: I don't know about me. I was so drunk, like, you know, probably the most drunk I've been since that party. Yeah, where you fell down the stairs. Like 10 years ago. You kept
2: asking me if I was okay.
1: Um, But yeah, like, anytime, for people who don't drink, I guess, or people who do drink and don't wear glasses, anytime you are so drunk that you can't tell if you're wearing your glasses or not because it's that blurry, you're pretty drunk. So that was me the whole ride back. To the hotel, so... Uh, and then you threw up, too. And then I threw up. But I don't I know why you had to tell the, wow. the... You had to tell the fucking listeners about my vomit. I, f- I feel proud that I've never thrown up from drinking. i so. f- Yes, you... Go. Oh, my God. I, I almost reacted like it, you said something very. of uh, This motherfucker. I... If you don't remember, it never <laughs> happened. I remember it. And I have
2: no memory of Many people remember
1: it. This is fake news. So we're in Quinlan's house right now, okay? Um, Quinlan has a large house. He's very His family's very rich. And there's this one living room where, you know, it's quite large, okay? He vomited so much in this living room, he covered 75% of the fucking floor. And I swear to God I'm not exaggerating. There was more floor covered by vomit than there was floor not covered by vomit by a lot. But I don't remember any of this. Okay, well, that was the yeah, Do you know how duty. long ago that was? How long ago That's was it? It's not been 11 years. Really? Yeah. Wow, time just marches on, I guess. But mm-hmm. uh, there you go. I didn't expect vomit to be the pre-show topic today, anyway, yes. but that's what happened. Uh, yes, yeah, you, you got me there with that. I was like, mm. "This motherfucker!" I didn't realize you were doing a bit. It's like because I remember, I, I, you know, I actually know I didn't clean up. Who cleaned no. up? The, Ethan and his girlfriend did, I believe so. <laughs> Which is like that whole night is blackness to me. So I'm just going from what you told me. <laughs> I think they were the ones who cleaned up, and my that was also the night that my girlfriend at the time. Um, I put a trash can and and she moved her directly head. into her face when she said she had to throw up. She looks at the trash can, <laughs> she looks at me, she turns her head and throws up on my arm. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? But, that's... I do
2: remember tripping you that night, seeing you run by to get her class of water, and I just grabbed your foot and tripped you I was on the floor, I think.
1: I want to be, I want to make clear, that is not Nicole. The one I just talked about that was my girlfriend at the time. Yeah,
2: Like I said, this was 11 so years this ago. This was 11 years ago. Time is
1: I mean, I've been with Nicole a long time. It's been like eight years now. Yeah. But I mean, this was still before that. This was yeah. the night, day before the Super Bowl 2009. Yeah, so. wow. What were we doing? We, was, oh, was to play that game? We, it, wasn't was that, that, it
2: had nothing to do with the Super Bowl yeah. the next day. It, was, what was that? it wasn't even the day of the Super Bowl. We were going to play Dokopan Kingdom? Dope Kingdom? That never happened. That never
1: happened. <laughs> oh, God. Sean was there too. And Rest in peace. yeah, and yeah. uh, He was also vomiting. He was no also, vom- but
2: Ethan and his girlfriend. Yeah. Anyway, what a, Tokyo what a Dome. Tokyo Dome. <laughs> yeah. We just riding into the Tokyo Dome.
1: Tokyo Dome. Dokapon. Did we ever actually play that game together, Dokapon Kingdom? We have before. Oh, it's we not did that before. night. Because that was so. That was like what a PS2 game. It was kind of like it was a It's like a Mario between.
2: Party and like an RPG. Yeah. It kinda of reminds me, if anyone's ever heard these I, I haven't played much of them, the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles game. Mm. They're like an RPG meant to be played by multiplayer. Yeah. And this was kinda of like that. So like we cool that's game. how we convinced <clears throat> Ethan to come over. Because our friend I Ethan does not so. drink, Yeah, for
1: people listening. And he he came over and got sucked into this debauchery. Yes. But uh it was something. Anyway, so Tokyo Dome, Retro Roulette. Uh, we're gonna be back in a sec. So if you've listened to these episodes before, we since we're here together, basically we, we watch the match, we stop, we record, we watch the match, stop, record. So we get on basically right after we watch each match, so it's fresh. So there you go. Uh, so let's go ahead and hit the stop button. Uh, we'll pick our matches and then we will get back to you with whatever the first match is, because again we haven't even picked it yet. Okay. Alright, so we just watched our first match. Now we didn't record after we picked our six matches. Uh, I guess the rules. No, it's fine. <laughs> I just say on the WrestleMania one. I think we did. Uh, I was a little disappointed with the randomizer this time. Like we're gonna go in chronological order here, but like you can see, we're starting with a match from 2001. So it skipped over a lot. Like the randomizer didn't give us anything from the late 80s or 90s, and it gave us like a match from two years ago. Which you know, mm. I don't really know if we need to revisit that already. Uh, But we're starting off here with the All Japan King's Road New Century, which was January twenty eighth, 2001. So this card, you know, this is a really interesting show. If people haven't read, uh, I always recommend this on the the One Match series, the book Eggshells by Chris Charlton, which is like, it basically goes over all the Tokyo Dome series and all the Tokyo Dome matches in history. And again, I want to stress, I don't think I really plugged it before. Patreon.com slash wrestling uh, $5 a month, and you get you can listen to all of my uh, Tokyo Dome main events up through 95 It's lot That series is a lot of fun. Plus, we got lots of other stuff coming up, too, like I said earlier. Anyway, so I always mention that series, you know, the, the Egg Show's book. It really will go over a lot of, like, the history and, like, what was going on in the companies. This was, like, such a weird show because All Japan really had no business running a Tokyo Dome show. Like, if you don't know the whole history of All Japan, you're talking about January 28, 2001— uh, less than, like, what, six months or, like, five months ago, they've lost the entire roster. Mm-hmm. Every single Japanese wrestler in the company, <clears throat> except uh, Toshiaki Kawada and one of the wrestlers we're going to talk about here, Masanabu Fuji, they all left to form Pro Wrestling NOAH. The whole roster. I mean, I don't know, if, you know, it'd be like if... Basically, if every single person in New Japan, except... Except, uh, I don't know, Naito and... Trying to think of a Fuchi, Naito and Nagata probably makes the most sense. Like the the one B, uh, yeah, that's that's not a real attendance. Like the one B guy, which is Naito, which was a k- Kawada, and you know the the old like statesman guy, like mm. pretty much if Naito and Nagata are the only two wrestlers in New Japan, every single other Japanese wrestler, maybe the, a bunch of the foreigners stayed, but like every single other Japanese wrestler left the company. So, like, imagine New Japan trying to run a Tokyo Dome show, uh, you know, five months after they just lost the entire roster except Naito and Nagata. That'd be pretty weird. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be pretty difficult. So, you know, I mean, they they used a lot of New Japan guys on the show because All Japan started working with New Japan pretty much right after the exodus happened, which is, you know, we have a New Japan guy in this match. And, you know, the main event here, obviously that wasn't eligible. But it was Kensuke Sasaki and Toshiaki Kawada against Genichiro Tenru and Hiroshi Hase. So you had, again, you have Sasaki and Hase, who are New Japan guys at this point. You have Tenru who just came back uh, from the war promotion to, like, basically... Because he he originally had split from all Japan to form SWS back in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. So it was ironic that he came back as, like, this big savior uh, when they split again here with Noah. And you have Kawada, obviously, who's one of the only two natives who stayed But, yeah, if you look up and down the card, I mean, it's a ton of, like, you know, you have a 13-man battle royal with all sorts of weird indie guys and then, like, some Toriumon guys. Uh, You have, like, a random lucha match. Um, You know, you've got, like, other weird, scummy indie guys from the time, like, uh, you know... Yeah, Masahito Kakihara and Mitsuya Nagai who would become regulars. Neil yeah, Del that Santa. was a that was a lucha match. Yeah. Uh, you got like the the random the random Americans match with all the Americans who stayed and some other guest stars. Gary Wyndham, Kurt Henning, Mike Rotunda, Terror Funk against George Hay- George Hines, Jim Steele, and Johnny Smith. Yeah, Terry Funk worked the show. Um, Abdullah, this was I think the who's Giant Camilla? Is that
2: Kamala? No,
1: no, it's a different Giant. Giant, I think. Uh let me see if it, who it who it is. Yeah, he was like that key, giant kimala too. Oh okay. Yeah, he was a big guy. Uh you know, so you, you have Steve Williams and Mike Barton who stayed, mm-hmm. the former Bart gun. Mm-hmm. Um and, yeah. and this was like the Stan hansen retirement show too. But yeah, Fuji versus Liger is the match we got here I don't Roll think I said me. that. Uh Mash Fuji versus jushin Liger. It was a you know, it was an interesting match to see. So this is during Liger's uh like original black costume period where he's heelish. Mm-hmm. But he's also wrestling heavyweights. So he wrestles as the underdog for the entire match. Which you point out is just weird. Yeah. It's weird that he's the bad guy. But like. He's he, getting worked over the whole match. Yeah. So the I'm, crowd's just like. Oh. Yeah. The crowd the doesn't matter. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. it. This is such a weird. Like okay. The first 10 minutes of this match. Are as boring. Of a first 10 minutes. You're not going to talk about. The theme song. Oh, you do. go ahead! You like it so much. Yeah, so it. Liger comes out to Liger's song, and then Fuchi's theme hits, and the look on your face was so funny was like you don't watch just, a lot of All Japan. No, so I was like, is Tom Cruise wrestling? Yes, because like, yeah, yeah, no. danger, danger Zone starts playing me. Pop Gun, like, <laughs> like Grand Theft Auto Three. I think it was in a lot of. Too, <laughs> I went I'm to. Like, to the like, never I,
2: Danger Zone. I had no idea that once b- <laughs> was blared into the Tokyo Dome. Like
1: multiple times, because he would have on oh, the other All Japan. Oh my god, that was weird. Yeah, it's funny. Um but yeah, the first ten minutes, so boring. Mm-hmm. Especially like okay, so the first five minutes, you know, you got you got these long holds. Fuji does this and one that's
2: not something you see in a lager match, yeah. at least
1: from the ones I've seen. So yeah. Fuji does this really long leg hold that looks like he's giving this guy a massage.
2: It looks like he's at the chiropractor. Like that's he... something I see <laughs> that's something I used to do I get done for my back problems, not to hurt me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so like Liger, I, I, Liger's laying on the mat, and Fuji's he's like he's looking like a guy at a car park. He's like, hey, "Here you go, buddy." That's, uh, yeah. Like, uh, so Fuji's like it doesn't holding. Look painful. Fuji's holding onto his leg and like pushing it back, and it's like it doesn't look painful at all. It looks like I
2: mean, it looks like it might hurt, but you're like helping him. You're stretching the leg. Like yeah. I don't know. It doesn't. Looked like something
1: I'd tap out out of pain for. He but. just goes from, like, one hole to another hole. He goes from that to the STF. STF to a camera. a tap out sooner I'll really work uh,
2: Stretch the muscles on his <laughs> leg.
1: Like, you don't want that. Uh, like, I don't understand. Like, you know, then we got, like, one brief moment of excitement here where Liger mm-hmm. gets out of the STF, hits uh, some slaps to the face, a running knee to the gut, which Fuji sells very well. Mm-hmm. I like to sell, like, a lot hitting that knee to the gut. But then Liger puts him in a modified Indian deflock. lock. And that goes on for what feels like forever. Fuji escapes. Uh, you know, he chokes Sligar with his boot for what feels like forever. Just, like, minutes 5 to 10, uh, especially, just felt like an eternity. Like, I was like, where the hell is the 10-minute call? And then finally happened. I was like, oh, my God. Um, Liger did establish himself as the heel when he refused to, like, go of an arm bar around this time. The cross-arm breaker. crowd did get very mad at him. Yeah. So... Uh, you know the, the crowd was completely dead for the first 10 minutes but here they started picking up and after the 10 minute mark the match does get really good like I really like everything from mm-hmm. from minute 10 to 18 uh, you know Liger hits a series of slaps to the face Fuji counters with a boot to the face I feel he, like it was going quicker there already. he hits a backdrop suplex <laughs> gets an enormous pot from this very light crowd. They claim 53,000 or whatever. There's probably like 10,000 people there. I mean, we couldn't see. It was I all mean, the, darkness. The, the All Japan, you know where the All Japan fans were at this point? Noah. Yeah. That, so, like, you know, it's just not, they did not have a, like a real fan base of their own at this point. I mean, it just didn't exist. I mean, the Muto years that were going to start next year in 02, that would rebuild it, you know, to a certain extent. But they had, you know, the All Japan fans were watching Noah at this point. It's where the entire roster went. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, uh, so Liger and Fuchi, but after that point, though, Liger and Fuchi, you know, hits a big backdrop suplex. Liger knows Zelda, hits this big running slap to the face. It might have been a Shote. The, the camera almost completely missed it.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: it was a really badly timed camera cut, but whatever. Uh, you know, Fuchi ends up low bridging Liger to the floor. They fight for a suplex out there and, uh, Fuchi ends up, or Liger reverses it and gets a, a front suplex on the, on the outside. And then hits a big dive off the top of the floor. That was cool. He hits a Shote in the corner for a two-count. A frog splash for another near-fall. Fuchi comes back with this, like, wacky cross-arm neck lock, which looked kind of cool. Like, he had him, like, over his shoulder... Over his knee, I'm sorry. Like, laying on his... Laying back first on his knee. And, like, had the the arm wrapped around the throat. It's not a hold you really see anymore, so... Yeah. That was a cool little hold. Liger, like, raked his eyes to get out, because he's a bad man. Mm -hmm. Uh... Fucci then hits this huge backdrop suplex, just drops Liger on his fucking neck. He does it a second time, and Liger's, like, crawling on the ropes to try to escape, and then Fuji hits a third straight backdrop, all three of these, right on his neck. He covers—I I, I, I didn't know who won this. I was sure that was going to be the pin, but Liger kicks out. I was like, wow, I don't know how he survived all that. Uh, Fuji goes for another backdrop, but Liger elbows his way out. Fuchi gets a leaping Enzigiri when Liger tries a German suplex him, then a big boot. But Liger gets a dropped toehold, of all things, and then immediately gets a Lamagistre Cradle, and that's the and pin. that's the pin. That was a shocking... I liked that finish a lot. You I mean, like no, it was good. It was just strange. Yeah, it was like out of nowhere. He just caught him. Uh, and Liger beat him. That's yeah. And then... Fuji's, like, standing there in disbelief afterward. He goes over to offer Liger a handshake. And Liger... Liger, Bad man. Bad man. He slaps his hand away. And leaves. There you go. Doing bad stuff. Uh, So, yeah. This started out as possibly the most boring match of all time. Just do the first ten minutes. But the last eight were so much fun. So, I went three and a quarter. Pretty good match. Uh, I may literally tell you... To fast forward to the first ten. Like if yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna decide we're underwater, you this, gotta watch
2: the the op- the, the entrance. Yes. yes, but then
1: like fast forward to the first ten minutes. Of the and match.
2: you might we didn't mention we we didn't get a good look, but we think we saw a, t- oh, young yeah, a boy, of Hashi. Hashi. yeah yeah came out possibly like. come well he would
1: have been already I think liar. he's he's like less than a year away from winning his first title I think
2: so maybe it wasn't him I um... think
1: he was out there with him I don't think he was like a young boy yeah oh point. he was just walking yeah, into yeah. the ring? Okay. I think he's pretty close to winning his first title I, I forget when he wins that under thirty title. I think it's coming. Oh, okay. Uh, But yes. So again, just fast forward the first ten minutes. Watch the last eight minutes. It's great. Uh, Next match we're going to be watching. This is going to be a weird one. This is from the same year. This is now the New Japan Indicate of Next. uh, The October eighth, two thousand one, Tokyo Dome show. Back when they were still running multiple Tokyo domes in in the year. And the match we got here is Bob Backlund and Tatsumi Fujinami versus Dory Funk and Terry Dory Funk Jr and Terry Funk, so we'll see what that is like. That's not on New Japan World, by the way. I found it on the Chinese high seas, so uh, I will definitely provide the... I'll have the link for this for All Japan one on YouTube, and for this one, uh, this New Japan match in there, but the rest of them can be found on New Japan World, so... Anyway, yes, uh, give me one and we'll be back with that match. All right, so we just finished our second match uh, from the New Japan Indicate of Next Tokyo Dome show, on October 8th, 2001. So still in 2001 mm-hmm. here. Uh, this was Bob Backlund to Tsumifu Fujinami beating Dory Funk Jr. and Terry Funk. Uh, so we found this match. This is not on New Japan World. I found it on the Chinese high seas. Uh, Billy Billy. But let's uh, name of the site. Billy Billy. You looked to me the like... Chinese what? high seas? The Chinese high seas. You know, like the pirate sea high seas? Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was the fifth match of the night here. Um... We, so we saw the Billy Billy video clip, and it was like 25 minutes. And we were like, how the fuck did these old... I mean, these guys were really old. Back, in, even in, back in, then. In really back Doran then. Dory
2: Funk Jr. looked like he did all of his aging until then, and then <laughs> just stopped aging
1: since. Like, <laughs> I, I he saw, looked like he was in his 70s in this match. I saw him live in, in a I don't know, fucking Tokyo Ghentai mm-hmm. show in Shinjuku Face in 2016. So 15 years after this, yeah. I saw him live, and he looked ancient here. He looked like Grandpa going to the to the restaurant.
2: Like he, <laughs> like he had that hat on. He had the look. I mean, once he got in the ring, he was fine. But I guess, I mean, he just he didn't. <laughs> he, he looked. He was able to do what people wanted him to do, basically. You know,
1: but, Terry Funk looked pretty much exactly like I remember him in the Attitude yeah, Era. He still looked. He exactly looked the like same. yeah, had yeah, the Chainsaw Charlie, yeah, and you know, like W-7, ECW, too, all that. Um, Bob Backlund looked old. I don't looked know. old, but could still do stuff. Yeah, yeah. He had the American flag. He was yeah. still
2: very excited. You were in the bathroom when they announced his name. He did did a dance in the ring. And, you know,
1: very <laughs> there excited. were a bunch of little comedy spots this match. Yeah. That were kind of funny. This is when Bob was starting to get a little wacky. He to lose his no, mind. No, no, no. Right. This well, was like was six after, years. After, yeah. Boy, after.
2: Yeah. Because he lost his shit in WWF. Yeah, actually. like 90, 94. Or, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. But then he just. Yeah.
1: Uh, seven years later. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, you know, the, uh, some of the other stuff on this show. This has a really famous main event that I'm really looking forward to getting to in the one-match series on the Patreon. Remember, patreon.com. Mm-hmm. slash wrestling are you Uh with <laughs> and Eugene Nagata versus Roshi Hashi and Keiji Muto. That match is fucking awesome. Just a really amazing match. You know, Akiyama coming into team with Nagata. Uh, there's some other stuff in this show I wouldn't mind getting now none of it i think is on new japan war except for the main event yeah. so i don't know if i would have been able to, been able to find half this stuff because a show coming up next we weren't able to find anything um but yeah we did uh you know like Kazuyuki fujita whereas Kensuke sazaki was the semi-main that would have been really interesting to talk about uh you know the opener a 4-on-2 handicap match. Well, not the open, the second match. Tamahashi, Kenzo Suzuki, Wataru Inoue, and Yutaka Yoshi against Giant Silva and Giant Singh. You know who AKA Giant, Ka- Singh is, right? yes, Giant Singh oh, is, the Great Collie. Yes, Giant Singh is the Great Collie. I remember
2: they had a feud not too long after that, I think, and I heard it was the worst thing in the history of Manchester Great
1: Collie has a 2.34 rating on cage Match is, is that out of Is that out of 5? That's out of 10. Hmm. Higher than Giant Silva is a 1.35. And that's out of 2? No, it's out of 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but yes so the match we got here Hall of Famer there really isn't much to say about this match um, you know they're the crowd very, was a lot hotter than they were in that the, first match we watched. They, the, the, loved the, it. the Funk's did
2: anything, and they're like, "Woo, yeah!" They, they always love the Funk. If
1: you ever have you ever watched like the Funk's in all Japan in the eighties? Uh, I've
2: just heard that they were beloved. They were beloved,
1: yeah. yeah. So it's always they. I mean, that's why Dory Funk can still go over there this day. Yeah, to this, and yeah. he still loves
2: to go over there.
1: Yeah, he loves how they they love him, and he loves them. The so. salary men come out to, like they love watching Dory Funk Jr. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's like a spot. So they start with Dory and Fujinami. For some reason, they both hit the ropes and then both immediately tag out to Terry and Backlund. That was kind of funny. And then they, you know, they grapple. The two of them grapple in the corner. Bob Backlund, like, crawls through Terry's legs and then does a big wacky dance to celebrate. Yes. Kind of funny. They tag right back to Fujinami. Terry tags back out to Dory. And then basically the whole match after that is Terry and Dory working over uh, Bob Backlund yeah and f- before the f- fujinami hot tag but didn't i mean really do much know, yeah, i mean there's really. nothing here you know uh terry does some punches back and falls out of the ring terry hits a alleged pile driver on the floor that's like the worst pile driver I've ever seen yeah it's like slow motion and like i get it you don't it's want to kill safe, the old guy but, very yeah. safe uh he follows it up with a pretty horrible neck breaker back in the ring too uh and they I didn't do it care the Funks do a double suplex for a two count and then we get a long, a really long arm lock from Dory on Backlund. He tries to cover him a few times, but then Bob Backlund like deadlifts him out of his arm lock and like lifts him all the way up and puts him on the corner. And the crowd reacts like they just saw you know the greatest fight of all time. Mm. Like the crowd goes crazy for this. They love Bob Backlund deadlifting this man out of the arm lock. Uh, but yeah, then you know he finally tags in Fujinami. Fujinami throws some kicks at Dory, uh, locks him in a sleeper. And then transitions over to the Dragon Sleeper. Terry makes the save. Uh, Bob Backlund gives Terry a very extended atomic drop. Like, just really holds him up there forever. Uh, and then Dory tries for his famous spinning toehold on Fujinami. But Fujinami escapes and backslides him for the pin. Mm. So, not a lot to this one. Um, I two and a quarter? I don't know. Below average. Yeah. wasn't, like, horrible or anything. No, no. It was, just, it was short. Yeah, yeah, it was short. But, uh really wasn't good you know i mean they're old what do you know yeah when, in it 2001 was a nostalgia then, match for back then yeah like, then to, yeah it's, it's funny watching like 20 years later like oh this was a nostalgia match 20 years ago yeah. and all
2: these guys are still not only still alive but all but one of them i think is active. i think bob Backlund's the only one that's official uh, no terry funk is pretty much retired I yeah think. terry funk's retired I think but he funny. not until very recently i don't think yeah and, Dory Funk and Fujinami are still active, I think. Yeah, Fujinami definitely is. I think Dory has been forced into, like, not wrestling for a while due to the pandemic. Yeah, but he was still wrestling for a while. He was still wrestling, like, right until things went to hell, so...
1: So the video file here includes a lot of post-match backstage commentary, including (laughs) Fujinami telling Bob Backlund, Thank you, Bob! Everyone just marking out over each other. Yeah, he's like, Thank you, Bob! We just won, in English. Yeah. Uh, Kind of funny. The Funk show up and, like, shake hands with them uh bob they say bob Backlund's a little wacky and Backlund's like i'm mr Backlund." yeah because i guess still playing off his WWF gimmick from the past seven years uh but yeah you know it wasn't horrible it's about the nicest thing i can say uh you know if you choose to watch this one i don't think you'll like come away cursing your uh, no, your television or anything yeah okay so we can get here into match number three which i need to remember i'm not going to announce it because i, I come back and like, when the fucking break is over for them, it's like, you know, it feels like it's instantaneous, instantaneous yeah. and they announce the match. So, we'll be right back with the next match. No need to repeat myself. Alright, so, we jumped forward almost exactly one year here. The next one we got was from New Japan's October show in 2002, which was called The Spiral. Uh, again, obviously, from the Tokyo Dome, October 14, 2002. Now, this show had... Let's see. 9, 10, 11, 12, 14 matches, mm-hmm. counting three That's dark how matches. It on there. um, there's one match. No, there's two matches. It's on there. Nagata Fujita's on here. Uh. What? I'm going to... Hold on. I'm going <laughs> to get to it. So there's 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 two matches from uh, the from this show on New Japan World. The match we got and the main event, which oh, i was yeah. not covering, which is Nagata defending the IWGP heavyweight title against Kazuyuki Fujita. Uh. I found one other match looking on Google. I found Joni Lawler, Lawler, who obviously is China, Mm -hmm. against Masahiro Chono. Uh, Mm -hmm. So basically, that was the only other match I could find. So, you know, basically the randomizer here is going to pick one of two. And it picked this. It picked Bob Sapp versus Manabu Nakanishi, which was the semi-main event. I would have loved to see Hiroshi Tenzan against the fake great Muda, who uh, was some guy named Troy Enders. That would have been kind of funny. Uh, yeah, he teamed he up. Dark with, match. He was managed by the great Kabuki. Uh, but yeah, you know, Toriyano and Dark Match. The, the six-man tag opener would have been cool, too. Oh. Brian Danielson, Ricky and Reyes. The, and Yeah, against Liger, Kakahara, and Tiger Mask. Yeah, couldn't, uh, Koji Kanemoto versus Heat, for the junior title. He of course, is Minoru Tanaka. I mean, those would have all been cool, but I couldn't find any of them. So what we got here, though, was quite something. Uh, so Sap, you know, this is like... I think this is like in the peak of sap mania, I guess. Uh, yeah. I'm they, trying to see. Really well, liked them some sap that What crowd. year did he win the fucking Tokyo Sports MVP? Let's see. Because I don't, I don't remember. Because he's the only foreigner to ever win. Yeah. yeah. You brought this up. I mean, it is pretty crazy. Uh, you know, Kenny Omega, as much as he wanted to win it, Didn't never won it. it. Just, this was the year he won the MVP, yeah. 2002. So there you go. I knew it was like either 01 or 02. He also won rest of the year in Nikon Sports. Was he the guy that was in that?
2: episode that's remember we used to go to cons they play that s- silent library back in the day when anime cons existed that <laughs> silent library game show there was some guy that was a that was a kickboxer that was him yeah guess, was, it, was, was, was it him yeah, 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 it was it him. bob sap okay yeah, 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 i remember he was really good at singing uh japanese karaoke he sang like a song in japanese and sang it very fluently yeah. what I, could. I mean i'm not a f- japanese speaker but it sounded to me really good yeah but uh yeah. So <laughs> he was really popular in Japan at this time. They yeah. they loved him. So basically, you point out what you compared it to the Brock Lesnar title matches we've had in the last few years, where yeah. it's just a very short eight minute match, but it's all action, just two guys just beating the hell out of each other, and that's what it was. I mean, the the Bell Ryan they charged like two bulls and. He, uh, Sap grabbed gonna powerbombed power bombed them. That was the first thing in the match. And he rolled out of the ring yeah. and almost got counted out. And I was like, "Is this gonna be a one?" Thing? It was a giant beast bomb from Sap. Yeah. And then they yeah. kept going, and it was it was never boring. I mean, like I said, the match I saw it was eight minutes long. So I was yeah. like, "Oh." And then I'm like, "Oh, this reminds me. I'm wondering." Reminds me of the Goldberg and Brock, Brock Lesnar yeah. matches. So yeah. Basically every match, Brock, he's most
1: of his matches have been kept short. Yeah. Like his match with... Uh, sometimes it really works. Like Finn Balor, the the Goldberg one at WrestleMania. Yeah. Those are awesome. He had sometimes, one with Dan Bryan that was really good too. Yeah. Sometimes they're not good though. Yeah, like sometimes, that one with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. I don't WrestleMania, even remember this Where like low blows him and beats him immediately. That was oh, yeah, stupid. Oh yeah, that, that was dumb. There's yeah. some other dumb ones too. That was, he they, had they,
2: one with Drew that was pretty good if I remember right. There's one with... Oh um, no, Drew. Who did... Didn't Drew have a match recently that... Wasn't with Brock, but it kind of reminded me with of Goldberg. Was it Goldberg? Yes, Goldberg. Remind me of that too. Yeah, yeah, it was like three minutes. Yeah. Like, well, anyway, it's so, short but all action. What was the
1: act? Let's see what the actual match time was here because obviously eight minutes includes like two seconds of post and pre match. So got the got actual silence. match time was six twenty six. Yeah. So six minutes and twenty six seconds. Um, but yeah, so like like you said, it starts with that power bomb. Sap like you know is like all posing. He's like all you know kissing. He's literally kissing and biceps. So, yeah, yeah. While Nakanishi's, like on the outside from the power bomb. That power bomb was awesome. Like yeah. the one thing Bob Sap could do very well is hit a giant sit out power bomb. It's more like a layout power bomb. Like he lays himself out when he hits his power bomb. Um, so Nakanishi finally rolls in. He gets his big like standing spine buster, and then immediately instead of covering, like starts ground and pounding. He even throws some, like, Mongolian chops from there, which I thought was yeah. awesome. And then... You're too close to the mic. And then, you know, Sap reverses, but, like... He, like, starts choking him with one hand, reverse it. And then he throws the most bizarre ground and pound I think I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, the one thing about Bob Sap, he wasn't good, okay? He was not good at, uh, like, doing moves or, like, you know you know like execution of moves he had incredible Ooh, charisma, charisma. get had, the crowd could get the crowd going Ooh, crazy yeah. but like his so he's doing this ridiculous ground and pound at one point he pound, first of all he pounded his own chest when he pounded the other guy yeah. second of all he's throwing what i don't even know how to describe these like, okay, i can't describe <laughs> not like not head is on the mat right Sap takes his two arms And it's like he's Hitting next to Nakanishi's He's step. hitting the mat On either side, side Of Nakanishi's head But step. not actually Hitting Nakanishi's Up and down Boom boom boom, boom. I wish <laughs> there was a camera on us so We're yeah. both doing it And like It looks so Fucking ridiculous I mean, it could not. It's oh, the crowd the, didn't care. the crowd didn't care, but it was the most ridiculous thing. You, you lost.
2: You stopped looking at that because every ref, like at ringside, yeah. jumped in to get him off. Which was not.
1: Like, I, I thought they were going to end the match right there. Was yeah. like no, they, was, they were. they just trying to. Pull and he just jumps away. up and everyone goes and All the refs are flying. Yeah. Uh, Nakanishi tries to hit some running knees, hit some shoulder blocks. Sap just stands there. Puts Nakanishi down with one shoulder. He then does his own really big shoulder block. Almost like a fucking pass. Yeah. It was a really really big gets him to his... Mm, he lariats Nakanishi out of the ring. Although, like you said, it really defies mm. the, the term lariat. Yeah. It's really stretching the term. Uh, he hits a very weak axe he, handle. He puts the rope in his mouth. He... Oh, yeah. That was during the power ah. battle. Right uh, he, he hits the axe handle from the apron. Very weak, actually. Uh Sap tries like a, a three-point stance out there. But Nakanishi dodges him this time, gets a sleeper, and then lifts uh, Sap. Oh, no, Sap picks Nakanishi up yep, first. And, yeah, straight right, right. up into the Argentine backbreaker yep. out of the sleeper. Doing his move. And like he's doing his move. Then he just dumps him back in the ring. That looked cool. But then Nakanishi uh, finally does get the Argentine backbreaker on Sap back in the ring. Which, that was the big impressive yeah. moment of the match for Nakanishi. The crowd went crazy for that. He slams him down... And it honestly looks like Sap. You pointed this out first, actually. It looks like Sap is about to cover Nakanishi yes. when they hit the mat. It's very weird. It's like, buddy, you just took the, the move. move. yeah. Supposed, you're, you're supposed selling. <laughs> it was really <laughs> weird. Uh, Nakanishi climbs the top rope. Hits a chop off of Shop. there. Top rope. Uh, that drops Sap to one knee. They both oddly start stomping their... That was the weirdest part of the match. Nakanishi starts stomping his foot like he's gonna get go for the ladder, which he used to do all the time. But like Shawn Michaels to him to the back. start stomping Saf with him. And I'm stands like, up and starts stomping with him. I'm like, you're his opponent. You're his opponent. You're not supposed to cheer on your opponent. It <laughs> was very so, weird. It's like, I was like, what am I watching? No. Yeah. They both start stomp, stamping their, their fucking like boots like, together. like, he's like, yeah, Nakanishi, get him! Oh, wait. <laughs> That's me. Like, it was so bizarre. I was like, what am I watching? Uh,. Oh, this is where he bites the top rope. So, they both hit these lariats on each other. They collide. They don't go down. Then Sap hits his big standing drop kick that knocks Nakanishi to the outside. He bites the top rope Ishii-style. Yeah. Yeah, Show how intense he is. Count it out. Count it out. And that's the finish. So, kind of stupid finish. What are you going to do? They didn't want him to get pinned, I guess. I really was like, I don't know how to rate this. I mean... It's it's not bad, clearly, because it's a it's a crazy spectacle. Well, well, it's bad, but it's fun. Bad, yeah. I guess
2: there are some bad-looking moves. Yeah, it's horrible. You're not gonna you're gonna have fun. You're gonna have a wacky time. I like the Brock Goldberg. That was was better than this, though. Yeah,
1: I mean the type of style matches. They work. Yeah, I gave this three stars. Finally, I'm like, yeah, I can't go lower than that because I had such a great time, but I can't go higher because. Because Bob Sapp was pounding the mat on either side of his, his head. head. <laughs> he was really hitting that mat. Maybe he thought he'd make so much noise and make him deaf. <laughs> I don't know. It was something. If he landed the mat. Uh, what, a ma- what a match that was, folks. Okay. So we are halfway done. That is match number three. So I don't know what you're trying to tell me because I'm still recording. So match number four will be up next. So we will see you in a second. All right, so the next one we watched here was from the original Wrestle Kingdom. So we jumped forward uh, a little over four years. Episode one. Episode uh, so Wrestle Kingdom one from January 4th, 2007. A uh, claimed attendance of 28,000. Mm. So you can only imagine how few people were here. Probably like 10,000 people or something. I guess. Uh, but yes, this was a interesting card. This is the first one we've gotten up to where like the entire card is on a is on New Japan Worlds. So we could have gotten anything. Uh, the main event was Keiji Muto and Masahiro Chono against Tenzan and Kojima. That's the famous match where uh, Muto and Chono like pay tribute to Hashimoto, who passed away a few years earlier, the the third Musketeer of the three Musketeers. Uh, it's a very emotional, obviously. And you have two big title matches below it.
2: I'm, I'm, I am I'm just can't get my eyes off that six man GBH versus basically the WWE Mid-Card Trio. Of Buchanan, D. L. D. L. Brown, D. LeBron and, and Travis, Travis
1: Tomko against Makabe, Ishii, and Yana. What?
2: That's like a match creating th-
1: like 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 fire for wrestling. I yourself. think they were R.O. and D. at that point. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that was an All Japan stable. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of All Japan on this show. There's Kawada against Nakamura. That's fourth from the top. There's Tanahashi and Taiokea. So that's the semi-main event. Tanahashi defending the IWGP Beaverweight title against Taiokea uh there's a you know there's other like kazayashi is on this show is um you World know fuckers. nosawa is on this show i i milano. can't get, i can't oh yeah milano well milano was a new japan regular at this point yeah. i can't get nosawa guy's theme song out of my head lately he started using this like random spanish pop song in pro wrestling noah and i like have it on my ipod and it's very catchy my iphone i should say it's very very catchy uh yeah suwama's on this show suwama and taru when Suama was in the Voodoo Murders, so... Uh, but yes, the match we got here was for the Triple Crown title, Minoru Suzuki against Yuji Nagata. This was the first of three uh, Nagata-Suzuki matches at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, this one went 17-22. Uh, they would meet two more times, Wrestle Kingdom 5 uh, four years later in 2011, and then Wrestle Kingdom 7 in 2013. Uh, they've had 12 singles matches total, so... Um, but yeah, this was, a, this was an awesome match. I mean, there were like some minor flaws to it, which I didn't even think you would... You didn't seem to even agree with me on. I thought like... So it starts off kind of slow. Because like they do... not The first thing they do is they're slapping the hell out of each other. Yes, okay. okay. When, they go, when they go to the floor, it gets kind of slow for a little bit. When Suzuki hits Nagata with this chair shot uh, up against the ropes, it makes a big loud sound up against the ring post, I should say. Makes a big, loud sound. Yeah, I'm sure it mostly hit the ring post. mostly yeah. hit the ring post. But Nagata blades, and he lays there for a long time. Suzuki celebrates in the ring for a long time. It does take a while. And, you know, Suzuki... In the hobby,
0: it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now Off again, that's arena club.com/slash VOW net, arena club.com/slash VOW net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of the Wrestling Podcast Network.
1: Ends up bleeding as well at some point. Uh, they, they really just they fight on the floor too long for me. Like, I'm like, why is the ref not counting? You know, they, they, you, you make it a face like you don't agree at all, so I guess that's fine. Uh, but I mean, I still think the match is awesome, especially mm. once they get back in the ring. Um, you know, once they get back in the ring, you know, Nagata starts unloading with these hard kicks. Uh, Suzuki gets him in a headlock, and Nagata gets out with this awesome arm breaker. He, like, takes his arm and just, like, slams it down. The crowd goes crazy for that. And the image of Suzuki, like, gritting his teeth with a mix of, like, rage and pain while the blood runs down his face just a great image. Uh, and then Nagata hits some more kicks to, Z- to Suzuki's arm and chest. He then gets his famous reverse arm bar, you know, with the Undertaker eyes, uh, into- before Suzuki finally makes the ropes. They trade headbutts on the mat, then they start hitting more slaps to the face. You really like the slaps. Yeah. They slap the fuck out of each other. So talk more about the slaps or
2: something. Uh, they're fun. They, <laughs> they hit each other hard. Oh, what can I say about a slap? You, you slap the I'm, other person. I'm setting you up to hurt, to, to, to
1: say something. Let's, yeah. uh, Suzuki comes back with his, a whole series of slaps. Then he hits the goth-style power driver, but he's too exhausted to cover. So, obviously, Nagata kicks out by the time Suzuki finally covers. Another nitpick. I didn't love the octopus hole after this. It felt like it kind of interrupted the flow of the match or, like, the, the buildup of it at that point. But it didn't last that long anyway. Nagata got out pretty quickly. And then the only other thing about the match I didn't like, you know, Nagata hit some more slaps to the face. He gets this huge backdrop suplex. He drops Suzuki right on his head. He covers, and he pulls Suzuki up at two. It's like the fucking triple crown titles are on the line here, which is like a really prestigious title. Yeah. And like pulling a guy up in a title match like that, like, I really... don't you want the title? Buddy? I get. I guess the idea is like, oh, he hates Suzuki so much, he wants to beat him up more. But like, beat him up after you pin him. Yeah. Like pulling up at two, that was... You're that. allowed to do that. Yeah, I didn't... Well, you're not, but... Well, I mean, well, but, was, yeah, but <laughs> no, but no one's ever been Stopped.
2: Their, exactly. their, their only solution is to ring the bell 50 more times, thinking that will make them stop. It's just funny you work. said
1: you're allowed to do that. You're not, really. but, yeah, but mean, no one ever gets no stopped. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Uh, very strange. Like I said, he pulled him up with the triple crown on the line. But the finish is awesome. So Nagata, he hits another middle kick. Suzuki kicks out at one all of a sudden, out of there. nowhere at this point. Hits a series of slaps to the face. Nagata counters with a knee. Suzuki starts, like, slapping at the air like he's charging around. and uh. Back to like a crazy head. Yeah. Nagata hits another big kick to the head, but Suzuki gets a sleeper hold out of nowhere. He, like, drags Nagata down by his neck to the mat. That looks so sick. And, you know, Nagata tries to escape, but he finally goes out, and Suzuki wins via stoppage. Uh, I would say four and a quarter. Yeah. I like the ref stoppage finish.
2: I feel like that's not used enough. Yeah. This day.
1: Is that what you would give it? Four and a quarter? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I guess. I'm not I... as
2: into rating as much as everybody else, but. Okay. I usually just say I like the match or I didn't. But...
1: Okay. uh But yeah, so when four and a quarter starts. Since when? You always give me your fucking ratings via text. You're <laughs> always telling me, what's the rant, though? And I'm like, I lo- really like them. The uh! And I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> four and a
2: quarter. So um, I don't understand what makes someone decide a matches either two or three quarters or two and a half... Well, oh, I can do this. Okay. Okay, here we go. Two
1: stars is bad. That's where bad starts.
2: I know. So what's the difference between a match that's negative one star and negative one nothing. and a quarter? That,
1: okay. that Nothing. Okay, two stars were bad stars. Two and a quarter is below average. Not bad, but not... It's not even average. Two and a half is like average match. Everything about this match is completely average. <laughs> I have no feelings on it at all. Two and three quarters is like all right. You know, it's not like... Uh, it's not even fine. It's just like, eh. You're all right, like as my grandmother would say. So it's like uh, there's I mean, plenty of two and three quarter star I'm to troll you right now, but I can't. Okay, have, so. three stars is where you start to get to fine. Like mm. three stars is fine. It, I, you know, I enjoyed it. It had major flaws or something. Probably three so and a quarter, like Elgin Naito. Yeah. Okay, three and a quarter was pretty good. Mm. Three and a half is good. Three and three quarters is great. And then four stars, you're at awesome. Like four, yeah. if a match is four stars, is an awesome match. Four and a quarter is more awesome, but just not. And what is seven? Not fourth? quite match of the year level. Four and a half is like that's what you are talking about. Match of the year contender, like low end mm. match of the year contender. Four and three quarters is like a match yeah, of the year yeah. level match. Yeah. No, yeah, not evil. No, yeah. and five stars is like almost a perfect match. Okay, what about six and seven? Maybe and perfect. Eight. No, that that's that's bullshit. I mean, the only thing I. I struggle with with the star ratings is like under two. Under (laughs) two is all bullshit. There's no difference between one and three quarters and one and a quarter. Like, everything under two is just horrible. Yeah. So, you know, anyone telling you they know the difference between a one star match and a one and a quarter star match is bullshit. A negative five stars is Taka and Taiichi. That match is so great! That is the worst match I've ever seen
2: in my entire fucking life. So the day I die, I will never forget that match. That
1: match is so awesome!
2: I've never... Before hated a match from, so much. From
1: the best of Super Juniors, I love that match. You're that was out the of worst mind. match of the year. That was You're the worst at- match
2: of the decades, century, in existence of hum- of all species and life it, as we know it. That is the worst match of all time. No, it's
1: not Kenny Omega versus yeah. whoever. Yeah. <laughs> <Anybody>? <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's not... I don't know. <laughs> I can't even think the one to troll I don't watch AEW. I can't think of anything to troll you with. Uh, I don't watch that much either, so... What did I say about WWE? I said AEW. Oh, oh, I mean, I watched the pay per view, but I actually I, like Kenny and fucking, Moxley. I,
2: I thought you, I'm, I'm known as
1: like the AEW hater on your podcast. <laughs> you did
2: me. really hate that first pay per view, okay? And I still watch. You don't fucking watch anymore, buddy.
1: <laughs> anyway, I think it got better. I watched, the, I watched the last pay per view. Just yeah, it sucked. It. it sucked. I mean, what do we do? I wouldn't say it sucked. It was pretty bad. It was their worst pay per view so far. Without <laughs> it was a doubt. pretty horrible. So, I thought that oh, was yeah. Uh, there was two good matches.
2: The opening match was fucking awesome. That yeah. match was terrible. Okay. I mean, well, you're... I mean, you're anyway, I we're,
1: we're way off topic. So, mm-hmm. let's get to... Uh, I don't know. What, what's, uh, well, we'll see what's next. I don't know. All right. uh, we got two matches to go. Uh, but yes, any other final thoughts on Suzuki and Nagata? Uh, I'm, I'm glad they both still wrestled, but they're both still awesome. Did you ever... Did you, had, you, had you ever seen that match before? That match, I don't believe that. Yeah. I don't think I did. I've yeah. seen them...
2: Have some of their matches, but not that one. Okay, I
1: was just wondering. So there you go. All right, folks. So we'll be back in a second with our second to last match. As Quinlan makes the, the TV make noise for some reason before I hit stop. Okay, hit that stop it stop <laughs> button. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, I haven't hit it yet. Afterwards. All right, so we just finished watching our fifth match out of six here, which was from Wrestle Kingdom ten uh january 4th 2016 this is in the real crowd era the very start of the real crowd era <sighs> mm-hmm. so it did a real crowd of 25,204 obviously that would grow uh in the following years it might have been some foreigners there at that point Possibly. yeah i think they were just starting to come uh so this one was headlined by okada and tanahashi obviously the second the second straight year of them at the tokyo dome the third overall because mm-hmm. they also headlined in 2013 um, this is the year okada finally beats them kind okada of finally yeah awesome um, there's obviously a ton of stuff on this show. I mean, the semi-main event was the Nakamura if AJ. I remember,
2: I didn't love that match as much as everyone I didn't else either. did. Okay. I thought it was
1: like a... So, f- I remember it was just the two of us. I mean, I, I thought it was a
2: great match, but four not like... Four star flat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe four yeah. corner. But not like, like the greatest match. I thought the match you had with the year earlier with Ibushi was much oh, better. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. A million times better. A lot better. A lot better. But um, I think we hit the peak of our podcast today with this match. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That was, <laughs> I mean, also, but also hard to watch in
1: some ways. But uh, So <sighs> the match we got was for the never open weight title. Was First this the
2: Rambo that Jotto that randomly won, by the way, just so we can make out with an idol? I or, believe was that, so. or was that? Or was it the one where they, the guy won this? Promote the charity.
1: I don't know. I don't know.
2: Well, who was in it? Uh, Jada so was in it. I think it was one. won. It. I think yes, it was Jato, Jato, Jato won it. And yeah. got the like hug and idol or something.
1: Uh, so Shibata. I wonder who booked that. Shibata beat Ishii in 1719 to win the never openweight title. The uh, fuck is that rating? Four and a half. It should be five. That match is I, awesome. It's incredible. It's oh, incredible. God. So the other match I really wouldn't mind getting It's it's short. It's only 12 minutes, but Goto and Naito are yeah. being really good. That was fourth from the top. Uh, this is also where Kushida beats Kenny Omega with the roll-up to win the junior title because Kenny was going to turn the next night oh, turn yeah. and go heavyweight.
2: This is when Goto... I was surprised. I thought Naito would get the next title shot, but it was Goto.
1: Yeah. They so, Naito they were going to hold off until so they won the New Japan Cup. Yeah. and then Meanwhile, he beat,
2: Goto had... To... Really, I remember their title match that this led to was really boring. It was not good. That was the one where Gudo his body falls on the waterfall, and they end up with Okada. But 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 the whole crowd basically like, you're not fucking winning this title, buddy. We're not falling for it like for the sixth time. And then he beat him, and Gudo was like, I guess I'll join your crew now. And I was like, "Uh, okay,
1: yeah. Um. But, yeah, there's really, like, not a ton else on this but show. This, this match I remember you really, the, awesome. you really didn't want to get the... You really didn't want to get the Ruggamata World title match. No. Jay Leath Michael mm-hmm. I, I just didn't really good. need to see Elden. Yeah. Uh, there's also where the very first never-openweight six-man champions were crowned. Oh, the Briscoes no. and Yano beating uh, oh, Fai, yeah. Tamatanga, and Ujorda. And a random team of
2: Yano <laughs> <Mariano laughs> just said, I'm team with these guys. And everyone was like,
1: why? And they didn't have a tournament or anything either. It was just no, like, just a match. Yeah um but yes this match is incredible this was even better than i remembered honestly
2: yeah, yeah me too uh
1: this is their fourth out of six matches so at this point uh ishii won that famous match in the g1 in 2013 mm-hmm. one of the best matches of all time yep that's a the 12 minute match that's like five i think stars. got a lot of people in the new japan yeah then shibata beats ishii uh, king of pro wrestling 2013 a couple months later i don't even really remember that one well, you have like the loudest cup of all sorry. time, buddy. Uh, <laughs> people don't even know what that is. Uh, G1 2014, Shibata wins again, so he's 2 and 1 at that point. Actually, no, Shibata wins every remaining match because he wins here to win the never Openweight title, uh, you know, from Ishii. Ishi, and she remember having been coming off that feud against Nakabe <clears throat> that went like all 2015 <clears throat> for the never title. And then Ishi- Shibata beats him the following month. Uh, at New Beginning in Osaka to in the rematch to retain the never open title. And then he beats Ishii in the semifinals of the 2017 New Japan Cup before he wins the New Japan Cup and then goes on to face Okada, which, you know, we know what happens from there, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, you, you've said it throughout this match. Uh, this match is incredible and I, you'll definitely enjoy it if you haven't seen it in forever, but man, I'm going make you miss <laughs> I mean, yeah. One of the best wrestlers of all time. I really don't even think that's hyperbole. I mean, just... I, I I struggle to come up with anyone who was ever as good at what he was trying to do, you know? I mean, he just beat the fucking shit out of people. He let the pe- people beat the shit out of him, uh, you know, to to his detriment, unfortunately. Uh, but he could, like... You know, even, like... Uh, obviously, this match, he doesn't really show it. But he was great at mat wrestling, too. Mm-hmm. mean, there's a match he had with uh, Sakuraba, uh, I think, at Dominion 24. 15 i want to say where he he got the ropes with his teeth yeah i think he did get the ropes with his teeth in that match but yeah he does some amazing mat wrestling in that match i mean he was he really could do it all and uh Mm. i don't know i really really miss him and this is the kind of match that will also make you really really miss him if you watch it they basically so they go straight at each other from the opening bell yep discharge right at each other then this i remembered they take turns Sitting down for each other, and, and yeah, so the other one can hit the soccer ball kick to the back. They start getting I and mean, then getting
2: back up, and then yeah.
1: but they start getting so gross by the end of these kicks. Mm-hmm. I mean, Shabat at one point throws a kick where I'm like, you could have broken this man's spine with this kick. I mean, this was disgusting. Um, they just trade these. I, I really like struggle to do play by play at points this match because they just go so fast and they just do so much shit. They just keep trading harder and harder lariats and elbows uh shibata gets this crazy like charging single leg kick almost like a single leg drop kick but he just you can see him kick ishii right in the goddamn jaw Mm. i mean he takes this man's head off with his kick uh somehow it's been five minutes at that point i'm just like they've packed so much into that five minutes they've already just murdered each other ishii starts hitting these brutal boot scrapes on shibata in the corner you point out who's watching in the corner at that point, do you remember? Jay White. Yeah, yeah. he looks like a baby. Yeah. It's only 5 years ago, but I guess that's what happens when you're as young as he is. I mean, he looks like an infant here. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely aged in 5 years. I guess part of it's the beard and stuff. Yeah. Definitely. But like yeah, <clears throat> he looks like he's hair. he's <laughs> watching on as Shibata just ki- or Ishii just kills this man. Uh Shibata comes back by just cracking Ishii in the face with this ridiculously hard elbow. That just sends Ishii flying. And then Shibata hits his famous dropkick. Ishii no-sells that famous corner dropkick. Uh, hits him with a sliding lariat. Shibata no-sells that. And just kicks him right in the face. which Max is so fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they get to the, cra- the peak of the match. They both just start no-selling each other. And absolutely destroying each, each other. other. Yeah. Just every lariat, kick, elbow, over and over and over again. German suplexes. The crowd is absolutely going insane. Mm-hmm. The crowd is losing their shit. <sighs> it's just like one of those pro wrestling moments the where lions like...
2: Lions outside are losing their shit too.
1: I bet to like, the announcers, yeah. Yeah. If you watch this match, if you watch this part of this match and feel nothing, uh, you might want to find a different hobby. Like, yeah. I don't know what you're doing watching <laughs> wrestling. If you can watch this and be like, oh, it's fine, I don't really care. Like, this is just incredible.
2: I could see this as one of the matches you would show in one of your panels and have the crowd in the panel yeah. like, freaking out. Like like yeah, at, at the end of the match. happens sometimes. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I always showed the first one because it was so short yeah, that you I mean. could, you know, and spectacular, that you could show the entire thing in an Anime Con panel. But yeah, I mean, they, you know, people would cheer, like, at the convention. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they like, Shibata hits his arm breaker off the top turnbuckle, like, just bringing Ishii's arm down over the top rope really hard. Ishii no sells it, of course, yeah. and hits a sick missile drop hit to the back of Shibata's head. Shibata no sells it. Ishii hits a lariat, but only gets a one count. Then he hits a sliding lariat, uh, but Shibata kicks out a two. Um, They just keep beating the absolute shit out of each other. I can't keep up with it. They just keep beating the fucking piss out of each other. Uh, We get some gross as hell shoot head buffs. Those are hard to watch now, obviously. given yes, especially how, what
2: we know happened to one of them. Yeah.
1: Given how Shibata's career ended, those are hard to watch now. There's only like two of them, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But I saw that... Only two really sick ones. Yes. I reviewed this Futen match from 10 years, 11 years ago for the uh, Omakase Patreon, which again, patreon.com slash wrestlingomikase, $5 mm-hmm. per month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that match had like maybe like 20 of them like twenty or something, these really sick shoot headbutts. And I was like, again, given what we know now, I'm like, I don't this is kind of uncomfortable to watch. Uh Shibata hits this really sick drop kick. Itchy hits this equally sick Lariat. Uh, hits a second Lariat that sees Shibata land right on his neck. But they just they just keep kicking out of each other's moves. And then Shibata finally hits this crazy flying kick, followed by yet another kick to the skull, then a PK and it finally gets the merciful pin at that point. You're just like, thank God it's over. Thank God. Um, I went four and three quarters. I just don't quite feel five, especially since the two of them had a better match to me, which I, I think the G1 match was five. But it's really, really close. I mean, this is an incredible match. Well, maybe this one's five and the G1 match was six. No. Why, well, you think it's five? You think this match is five? Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Absolutely insane fucking match. And, uh, you know, if you haven't watched it in a while, I mean... I definitely think it's worth, it's worth just, launch.
2: it. Will make you miss Shibata. And he's he was even better than I remembered. Yeah, and he hasn't even been gone that long, but it feels like a while.
1: Yeah, four years. I guess yeah, it, it I guess feels it, no, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been, little,
2: been four years, so it's been it feels like four years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still see him on strong sometimes. You know, doing his looking in the standing in the shadows, watching his 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 men fight. But uh, you know, it's just. I know he thinks he'll be back one day, but I think by now if he isn't yeah, back doctors by are now, be clear. it's probably not gonna yeah. Yeah, I don't think this is like a Daniel Bryan Christian situation. I think he I mean he nearly literally nearly died, right? Like yeah. he was in a coma. Like they had to put him in a coma to like do surgery on his brain. Yeah. Was the story. I mean yeah. I mean it'd be great if he could come back one day, but I not it just I, I'd love to be able to see him a vision of, like, an alternate future where his career didn't end after that match and he just kept going to see what where it would have taken him. Yeah. I would love to... I want to know. Like, I mean,
1: he, he went out with
2: one of the greatest matches of all time. Yeah. At but would he have been world champion by now if he hadn't... if that hadn't happened? Yeah, any? I don't know. He
1: might have, he might not have been. I mean, it, it was a He really, would have been a top guy. It was a really fitting way for his career to end because he was always going to go out on his sword, basically. Like, he was not yeah. going to be... Told, he was like, this is the way I'm going to wrestle... I don't give a fuck if you think it's too dangerous. I don't give a fuck if you think, uh, you know, I, this is just my way. of I can mm. only wrestle my way. Yeah. And, you know, he went out having... I mean, there are there's almost no wrestler on Earth. I mean, I'm only thinking of the Joe Lanza argument. that got, got, almost got him cancelled, so you should probably be careful. Because uh, he called it, like, romantic and people freaked out at him. But I totally understood what he meant mm. by that. Because he went out with... Like, how many wrestlers on Earth... It sucks that he almost died. I'm not trying to well, downplay that. I mean, famous wrestlers have died in the ring. Yeah. You know, I like mean, I'm not game trying game. to downplay that he almost died. It's great that he's... You know, you can go back and say this now much more, you know... The fact that he's still alive and, by all accounts, even seems happy with his life. I mean, yeah, he, he seems, seems to, okay. He seems to love being a fucking trainer. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, but how many wrestlers can say their final match in their career was one of the greatest matches of all time. Yeah. Almost none. Almost none. I mean, he went out with one of the greatest matches ever in Sumo Hall with the crowd behind him 150%. Yeah. You know, just... I mean, you know, that's just... Um, the fact that he's with us and seems to be healthy other I than the fact that he can't wrestle obviously makes it... is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I do, I do think there is something to the fact that he he, is, he did go out on a sword. I mean, he went out the way he was gonna he was only gonna wrestle a Katsuri Shibata match that's it he was mm-hmm. never gonna do he's never gonna tone it down he was never gonna you know wrestle a little more safe or whatever the fuck he was gonna wrestle a Shibata match and that's all he knew how to do and that's all he was gonna do and you know I mean he talks about this all the time in interviews Okay, like, I can only train people to wrestle one way cause it's the only way I know how so uh there you go what are you sending a reminder to yourself for? there's nothing do worry about <laughs> okay <laughs> Quentin said a reminder to uh, pay his DR. I don't know what he's doing. He doesn't want to tell us. Okay. So we got one match left here. Uh, We'll be back in just a second with that one. All right. So we just watched the final match of this episode. Tetsuya Naito versus Chris Jericho for the IWGP Intercontinental title uh, from two years ago. Wrestle Kingdom 13, uh, January 4th, 2019. Do you want to come on here and say I was wrong? About what? Same. Oh, I,
2: no, that's because I, got, <laughs> I didn't realize what match was. Because when
1: I first picked this one, you were, like, groaned. You like, oh, this match? And I was like, what the fuck are you I'm talking confused about? confused with the Div- Dominion match. I really like the Dominion one, too, but this one's better. This one was I much mean, this, better. This one is incredible. Like, this is better than Omega and Jericho, first of all. I have to say that first of all you still think Omega Jericho. I'm not sure. I have to watch the other one again. This one, I did. This blows. What away is the my cage reason.
2: match rating for
1: each one? Uh, I think they probably have Omega Jericho higher. These cage uh-huh. match always hates Naito. Mm-hmm. They have 8.87, but Dave gave this 4 and 3 quarters, which mm-hmm. I forgot he went that high on this. It's the same rating I gave it. I guess to spoil, but yeah, Naito beats him in a no DQ match to win back the Intercontinental title in 22:35. Uh, so obviously the main event of this was Tanahashi and Omega. I think this was better than Tanahashi Omega. They gave that one they gave five, it five, and five and three, three quarters, cold. of course. Uh-huh. Um, it's close. I think I gave Tanahashi Omega four and a half. So, I mean, that match is really, really good. Uh, third match from the top here is Jay White Nokata That would have been an interesting one to get. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have, like... After that, it really gets... Like, this was really a three-match show. Below that, you have... Ishimori and Kushida That was really disappointing Was that Kushida? No That is was that... his like last title no. match Yeah that was his last match right? No 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 he, Oh no he did a couple more He, he faces time. Tanahashi At Korka At the end of the month of An yeah, awesome match yeah, no, That was his last yeah, match Yeah that was right. like his last match and Cody for the US title That fucking sucked uh, uh, I've never enjoyed it It was like nine minutes long It had like a million run-ins From uh, Brandy okay. That match is horrible uh, You might be thinking Of the one they had In the fall 2018 Where up, Cody yeah. wins the title That one actually is pretty good This one is horrible um, there's a tag team title match that's okay. It's a three-way with uh, Evil Sonata, G.O.D., and the Young Bucks. Uh, Zack and Ishii is good, but it's only 11 minutes. But yeah. Uh, I
2: remember the title match being really good. Yeah,
1: Osprey and I didn't like it as much as some people, but it, it does have a... It has a lower rating than this, according to Cage Match. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, Naito, he jumps Jericho before the bell here. It's basically an exact reversal of the Dominion match where Jericho jumped Naito before the bell, beat the shit out of him, and ended up winning. And it's just very satisfying. Like, Naito, after all the taunting Jericho did and all that shit he did to him in the lead-up to this match, he just beats the shit out of Jericho. He gives him a pile-driver on the ramp. He takes the turnbuckle pad off and just starts, like, flailing and just beating the piss out of him with the turnbuckle pad. He hits uh, him But then when Naito finally does his, you know, the fake-out dive he does, he basically does the fake-fake-out he does sometimes, where he acts like he's going to pose and then suddenly starts doing the dive for real. But Jericho's ready. He has a kendo stick. He hits Naito in the face with it in midair. It's also a great spot. And that's like the key for Jericho to take over. Uh, he just beats the piss out of Jericho with it. Or beats the piss out of Naito with it, I should say. The graphic helpfully reminds us this is no DQ. And, and
2: that graphic comes up like six times. Like, it's yeah. we're going to forget. <laughs> um, I can
1: even hear the you know, actor saying, no DQ! And I'm like, yeah, we, we no. Uh, he does like Naito's eye pose in the turnbuckle pad. And then nails him with the kendo stick off of there. That was great. And then he yells... Because uh, Chono was at ringside. And he just yells, That's Hey Chono, you shit. like that shit? It's yeah. <laughs> such a great book. Mo- like, this is like peak Jericho New Japan. Pretty much it's downhill from here. Because we were at that Dominion title match with Okada. I mean, I don't that match was stupid. I don't know if you liked
2: it. I thought the finish was stupid. But leading up to the finish, I thought it was fun. Uh,
1: I didn't like that match at all. I mean, the Tanahashi match is good the following year to, in 2020. But I think this is still way better. Uh, Naito, you know, he briefly tries to fight back. Jericho hits uh, another hard kendo stick shot. He like drops the kendo stick and hits his corner drop kick to Naito on the apron. And Naito takes this sick bump straight down the back of his neck on the apron off the drop kick. Yeah, they show... didn't need to, but that's what he does. <laughs> they show... He could have just landed on his back. But He's like, on my neck? Him and a bush here, like, on, yeah, my... on my, my neck. neck right? On my neck, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he like... Uh, that was like right... All this was, by the way, in the first five minutes of the match. Jericho grabs a camera ringside. He films himself giving Naito a middle finger. That was kind of funny. He suplexes him on the floor. Uh, Then another neck bump. So Jericho beats on Naito. He takes him over the announce table. He DDTs Naito on the table. Naito lands straight fucking down on his neck. I mean, the top of his head, straight, straight down. Sick as fucking hell bump. And Jericho then rings the bell himself, declares himself the winner, raises his arms up. Tokodom is so angry at him. He's like... They're just booing the shit out of him for this. They're very mad at him ringing the bell. Uh, Red Shoes, by the way, keeps like, no, he didn't win. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, Jericho then delivers a surprisingly nice cross body off the top. Back in the ring for a two count. Then he starts cupping his hand, his hands through his ears like a deranged Hulk Hogan. Uh, Nyto finally starts to fight back. But then he runs right into a back elbow from Jericho. Who then also crushes him with a lion salt for a two-count. I was like, Naito's too far away with his lion's salt, especially for old-ass Jericho. And I was kind of right, because Jericho almost undershoots him and basically just comes down, on like, leg-first all over Naito. It looked nasty, but, you know, it worked. Uh, so Naito's dead at this point. Jericho's posing all triumphantly. Uh, but Naito finally start, starts to recover with these big slaps to the face at the 10-minute mark and hits his big diving forearm... Uh, that leaves both guys down. Naito starts going to more of his usual offense. Jericho like gets his legs up in the corner when Naito charges in, keeps trying to kick at him, but Naito just like keep, absorbs these kicks, no sells them, and just spits right in his face, mm. which obviously would not fly today. No. Uh well, yeah, <laughs> Naito, that, that made me feel a little uncomfortable. But that was, you know, a <laughs> Naito uh, obviously would not not doing much spitting nowadays. Uh he spits on Jericho some more, does his pose with one foot on him, you know the eye pose. Uh, but then when he goes for his combo kick in the corner, Jericho catches his legs and turns it in the walls. Very cool counter. Uh, Naito is finally able to fight his way out. He kicks Jericho off, but Jericho hits Enzigiri, goes for the Cobreaker. breaker Naito blocks it, comes back with his si- signature swinging DDT off the ropes. Then he hits Gloria and goes for the Destino for the first time. Uh, but Jericho blocks it by just like tossing him in the mat, which is like a way more simple counter than... A lot of people count the desk, you know, with, but like really effective. It just like throws him down. Yeah. Uh, then he applies the walls again. Uh, he pulls Naito back in the middle when he nearly makes the ropes. Really sits down on it, but Naito then grabs that kendo stick. Yeah, he grabs the kendo stick, <laughs> beats the fuck
2: out of him. I forgot <laughs> that's how he got out of it. Yeah, but I and do remember. I, as soon as I saw him, like, oh yeah, he beat the while he was in it. He's just like, is that the explanation of why he's. Why would he break if he hit the ropes? Because then how else is he going to get out of it? Because there's no DQ. But then he just grabs a kendo stamp. Yeah. Because I've seen that happen in too many no DQ matches where the guy gets the ropes and the guy breaks. And I'm like, well, why? Why would you break? Yeah, I mean, you can't win, I guess, with the guy grabbing the ropes. But, like... Yeah, but it's not like if the ref counts to five, you'd be like, well, what's going to happen? Is he going say, I'll start counting again? Like,
1: you, you can't be disqualified. Yeah. Because so it's made way more sense, obviously. Yes. And then Naito just wears Jericho out some more with that kendo stick. He does this this really hard shot after whipping Jericho on the ropes. It looks like it sucked for Jericho. Uh, he runs and hits him with the handle of the stick, which I really liked. And then he starts like winding up like he's a member of the Hiroshima Carp baseball yes. team. Like he's like oh he's like really winding sure the that's stick what he was up of, yeah. at bat. But he Jericho ducks. But he takes so long going for his big home run swing that Jericho ducks it. Hits the code breaker. Just makes Naito pay for all his showboating. I remember when I was watching the show while I was like, is he going to fucking win? Like, I was ready to freak out. But no, Naito barely kicks out at 2.9. Awesome near fall. Jericho is starting to cry almost. Yeah, Well, not yet, actually. Not yet. The second yeah. one yeah. Is where he really You're starts right. to yeah. cry. Jericho, he just picks up the turnbuckle pad. And then he just up the kendo stick. He tosses them both down. I guess he does pick them up, but doesn't use them. He goes to the outside and grabs a shit ton of chairs instead. Uh, he, he just keeps throwing them in. One of them almost hits Naito on the head, <laughs> yeah, he just funny. flings it without even looking. Yeah, and just and Naito, then goes. I think he throws one later that hits like a young one. Well, it hits like some <laughs> young ones at
2: ringside, they have to like jump out of the way as this is flinging these chairs outside the ring. Yeah,
1: he rams or Jericho rams one of the, the chairs chair into in, stomach in in right. Naito's gut. yeah. Uh, hits him in the back with it. He tries for a powerbomb in the chair pile. Naito counters in mid air, DDTs DT. Jericho right. hard right on the chairs. It's such a great DDT. Yeah. That's, that's when Naito then starts throwing chairs all over ring. Inside. and young lions are dodging chairs being <laughs> flung at them. Yeah. Uh, Naito then hits his own code breaker on Jericho. I totally forgot he did that. The crowd cool. lost it. We're really excited for that one when yeah. he kicks out. Jericho kicks out, too. Jericho tries to come back with a superplex off the top. Naito lands on his feet behind him. He German suplexes Jericho on the fucking chair. Mm-hmm. The, the bu- I mean, everybody knows Naito takes crazy bumps, but Jericho the bumps... Took
2: crazy bumps in this match. Yeah, the
1: bumps Jericho took in this match are insane. Yeah. Like, I totally forgot. Like, he's taking all this shit on these chairs. And like, this guy is killing himself in this match. Uh... Jericho then shoves the ref away and low blows Naito. That's a little weird in no DQ match. Mm. It's like, what's he going to do if he catches you with hitting the low blow Whoa, buddy?
2: But he's not going to.
1: But uh, whatever. Then he hits another code breaker. Naito kicks out again and that's where Jericho just does this great job looking like he's about to cry. Uh, weirdly, I remember when I was watching live, even though you'd think the second code breaker at the low blow would get me more, I, I bit more on the first code breaker mm. for some reason. Like the second one, I was like, I feel like Naito's kicking out of this. The first one, I was like, oh my God, he's going to win again? Maybe because of the way he did it. Hat hit out of nowhere. I was like, oh my god. Uh, Jericho picks up another chair. He decides to throw it down again and go for the title belt. He goes outside and gets the Intercontinental title belt. Uh, he calls for Naito to get back up forever. He's like, get up, get up. But Naito counters when he runs in. He sends him into the uh, exposed turnbuckle. Like he grabs him by the waist mm. and just drops him, hot shots him over the exposed turnbuckle. He then hits the running desk, you know. Jericho kicks out at two. So Naito crawls over at this point, and he sees... This white belt. This fucking belt that he hates. Does the eye say? But at first he just... First, like the, this is perfect camera work. The camera so, shows us the belt before Naito even sees it. Yeah. So Naito's, like, crawling towards this chair and this title before Naito even sees the belt. The camera focuses on the belt. I'm like, this is, I mean, amazing directorial work. Dur- amazing camera work. And Naito then, like you said, he goes over, poses with the eye. He sees this fucking title. This title he hates. This title he doesn't even think should exist, all this shit, and he finally accepts it. He picks the belt up, he keeps staring at it in that little pose, and it finally signifies him accepting the stupid title. He hits Diarco in the face with it, hits Destino, and that's the pin. That's one of the best finishes of all time. I love that finish. And it sets up everything else for 2019 to 2020, where Naito, instead of rejecting the title, is now like, well, I'm going to be the first guy to ever win the IC and the heavyweight at the same time. Which, of course, pulled off. I mean, he started saying that, I think, after this match. Mm. He definitely started saying that in January of 2019. Yeah. And I remember when he first started saying that, people were like, is that just a thing he's saying? Is that really going anywhere? Long-term booking. Obviously, it was very long-term booking. Uh, You know, but back when New Japan booking was good, I guess. But this match is incredible. Uh, Just like I remembered. gets the same rating I gave it then. Four and three quarters. Not quite five. But a perfect payoff for the feud. It led to everything that followed for Naito. I mean, Jericho was crazy in this match. Like, I knew J- Naito was incredible in this match. I honestly forgot how great Jericho was in this match. Uh, you're making, like, an exaggerated head nodding. Do you want to say anything else about the match, buddy? No, it was a lot better than I remember. That match was awesome. I wonder if
2: Tanashi May was better than I remember, too. I remember, like, liking the matches, but not being able to remember anything about them, like, a few months later. But yeah. These are really, but some some of this stuff as I was watching. I was like, "Oh, I remember this stuff. I remember that part. I remember how great that was."
1: Yeah, so there you go. Maybe
2: it was all the craziness that came right after the show happened. Yeah, that's right. Because and that kind of distracted me.
1: Obviously, the AW split and everything. Uh, but yeah, so that was definitely a cool way to end the end the series. I was too hard on our picks earlier because this ended up being pretty great. Yeah, I mean it was. You know, we the, peaked at the end, which is which is better. Yeah, I mean, remember
2: we peaked the at WrestleMania two... one when the last thing was that fucking Baron Corbin angle. We did not <laughs> peak at the end. So
1: what was the peak? Oh, we peaked really early with Austin and Rock. Yes. Yeah, and then we it was all kind of downhill from there. But yeah, uh, we two incredible matches here to end it. Uh, yeah. The the Backlund, the Bob Backlund tag maybe not the most greatest match of all time, but uh, um, there was really nothing bad though. The that Bob Sapp.
2: Match was really was fun too. Yeah,
1: I mean Suzuki and Nagata Nagata was awesome. so good. It was awesome. Uh, a Fuji match Fuchi yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, you know a little boring, but pretty good. But yeah, overall I, this was a lot of fun. So we will definitely we can get together and do this again. Maybe when they actually announce uh, when new a Japan new Japan is coming back, a new date. Yeah, oh, so still in the air. There you go. Because uh, obviously there's still many more Tokyo domes we could do. Yeah, they just remove these six and. uh you know, pick six more. There's entire decades we didn't touch, so... I know. Yeah. I mean, the randomizer... The randomizer was like, fuck the 90s. Fuck and the, the late 80s. The late 80s, 80s. 80s yeah. yeah, the first one I think was 89 or 88, so... Not that much of There was 80s. The 80s yeah. yeah. So there you go. Anything you want to plug, Quinlan? Uh... Not really. Do you want to plug an anime or a manga or something?
2: Uh... Uh... Watch...
1: Stuff? The, the manga I've been reading... If I you know, haven't gone... gone.
2: Go see the Demon Slayer movie in theaters while you still can if you're a Demon Slayer fan. Let me just, You have to be, because the movie is canon, and it takes place after the entire first season ended, so it helps to watch the show, but see that in theaters. If if you're safe, if you're fully vaccinated, I think I have a friend who made sure he got fully vaccinated so he could see the movie in theaters, so okay. it's worth it.
1: I'm going to recommend a manga, Mato Seihei Say Say hey No Slave. Yeah. That's the manga I've been reading lately, which is has a lot of fan service, so if you're not into that sort of thing uh you might be turned off by it it. No, no that's actually not why i like it if you let me finish uh but it has an amazing setting really unique story and like really unique like powers for the characters and uh you know it's definitely not a manga i would recommend reading if you're under 18 but uh it's a very very cool manga so
2: oh let me reiterate what i just said i shouldn't just say the demon slayer movie i should say the number one movie in america the it was really the number one movie. It was in number one last weekend. Second weekend, wow. it was number one to beat Mortal Kombat. Wow. Uh, I mean, it helps that there's not many things in theaters right now, but I, it is the number one movie in America okay. last weekend. And
1: Well, remember that Mato Say Hey No Slave one because I think they're going to make an anime out of that eventually, I would bet. And that but movie's
2: also where they are.
1: It's by the same guy who made Akame No Kill or Akame Gak- i't i never heard of it. Yeah. Of it. And like Yuki something is a hero. I can't remember the name of the Huh. But. Yeah. Uh, Yuki, Yuki Yuna is here. Yuki Yuna is here. I think is what it's called. I've never seen it either, but it's all stuff I've heard of when I was like, oh, it's the same guy. But there you go. When Nicole and I are watching Madoka again, that's no. what we've been doing lately. She really wanted to one watch It better Madoka.
2: than the spinoff. She really
1: wanted to watch you, you saw Maji record? Mm-hmm. So am I the only one who liked Maji record? Yeah, I didn't like it. I thought it was really, like, okay. I remember towards the end, it <laughs> felt like it had no point. What What the fuck are you talking about? It ends like, a big cliffhanger. They're going to do another season. Uh, okay. But yes. I
2: remember I saw Nicole saying stuff about it on Twitter. And when I was done, I understood what she was talking about. And it was, I agreed. with her.
1: Okay. I will say, the story can be kind of weird. And, like, they don't explain anything. Yeah. So, like, it's basic. Because it's based on a mobile game. So, I feel like some of it is, like, well, you played the game. So, you can go. You know yeah. what's going on. So, I get that. But, on the other hand, like... The fucking like the art in that show is like among the best we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like it has some amazing art and you know, it's like a very aesthetically beautiful show and the like the episode drama is really, really good. It's just they don't explain anything. So if you if you're the type of person who absolutely needs everything explained, which Nicole definitely is, I think you are too, mm. uh, you're gonna hate it. But if you're the type who can go with it and just enjoy it for what it is, I do think it's worth watching. Oh, also, when are you posting
2: the show? Probably uh, Sunday. All right. So by the time people have heard this, maybe this will be official. But sometime this weekend, it's rumored a new Dragon Ball movie will be announced. And
1: I'm hoping that happens. You You know know there's a new Madoka movie announced. Yeah, I know. And a new Sailor Moon movie. Yeah. The Madoka movie, like, is going to be an actual sequel to Rebellion, which I didn't... I was sort of wondering if Mm -hmm. we're ever going to get that. Because if people have not seen Rebellion, I'm not going to spoil the ending. But, like, it ends on such an open-ended... Like, you don't think it ends open-ended? It ends.
2: Uh, I don't want. I don't want to spoil anything. So. Uh,
1: infinite, okay. No, well, you're right. You're right. You're right. It ends, you're right. If,
2: and it, it ends to me like there should be more story. Yeah, To, exactly. to wrap it up. That's called open ended. Okay. <laughs> so
0: I don't oh, think. You I don't think
2: it's like it's like if they didn't end anything after uh, Avengers Infinity War, the villain caused the world to be all screwed up and then just got away with okay, it. Okay, again, Homer is not the uh-huh. villain. The villain of Madoka... I know. Well, fucking, obviously, that fucking Cuba. That piece of shit. But, I mean, I don't really need to see... Uh, I don't want to spoil it. Again, so. <laughs>
1: I mean, we just spoiled a big thing that Q-Bang is a villain. <laughs> <laughs> because we don't know that at the start of the show. Well, I'm
2: assuming people have... Yeah, oh, you're right. But, you're right, but it, it I, that, That's revealed pretty early on, though. Wasn't it, like, halfway through...
0: Uh, by
1: halfway through, you can kind of figure out that Kubey is he's a fucking asshole. Is an asshole. I don't know if you can figure. He does out that not he's, give a fuck. I don't know if you can figure out he's the villain. And, and and it, kind of he's show. also not good at doing what he needs to do. But. Yeah. But anyway, so definitely check out. I'm yeah. I'm really excited to check out the Madoka movie whenever that comes out. I don't think they have a date yet, but no, I'm really excited. And I
2: hope in the Ava movie gets released in America too. But yeah, the final Ava movie. <laughs>
1: So there's our anime chat. Right.
2: Do you want to plug your Twitter? Sure. I'm underscore not underscore Quinlan. Are you Quinlan? No.
1: Okay. Uh, I folks, know that story. I, I you know. We told it like five times. Okay. I think. Uh, if new listeners might not know it, but you know. You were, you were playing Smash Brothers. Letters and I screwed up. Because yeah. <laughs> someone, you were playing, you were not playing a Samus. No. And someone said, who's Samus? And your friend said, I think Quinlan is Samus. And you're like, I'm not Quinlan. I blurted that out. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not serious. One of those moments you had to be there for... No, actually, I wasn't there. I just don't think it was No, hilarious. I don't think Ethan was even there. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway, so thank you everybody for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Omakase. Wrestling would not fit. Uh, <laughs> I see that every time I give that line, Quinlan rolls his eyes so bad. But we got shouted out like five times on this week's uh, Voice Wrestling Flagship, by the way. I don't know why, but Joe Lanza... Like, every time he was talking about how if he didn't want to, uh, you know, it was like it's hard to explain without listening to the episode. Basically, he was like, you know, if, if everybody died who was podcasting, because he was talking about how everybody does, like, this rock climbing dies, he's like, I wouldn't be doing podcasting anymore. He, he kept saying, you have to get your wrestling obakase somewhere else, which he always says it really exaggeratedly, which is funny. I don't know why I just explained his whole bit, but mm-hmm. thank you, Joe, for the multiple shout-outs on this week's flagships. Even though they didn't sound... Uh, they sounded kind of insulting, but thank you. Uh, yeah, so you can follow us on Twitter at Uh Don't forget, Patreon.com slash omakase. All month in May, we're going to have another, you know, New Japan uh, one-match series. Probably Naito versus Tanahashi, based on how things are going now. So if you want to hear me recap all those matches, go through that whole period, uh, you know, I, I can't wait to watch all those matches in order. Maybe Naito Okada... Or Naito Ibushi will pull it out. Who knows? Uh, but we'll see. Quentin is like doing it, this thing with his hand. It's really making me laugh a lot. Yes. So one of those three matches, or three series of matches, will be on the Patreon. You know, I, I make money from this. You're like ruining my plug when I need these people to to subscribe and pay me the $5. I don't know. I'm very hard up for cash. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, Patreon.com slash wrestling Omakase Uh, $5 a month. Plus, you can listen to the whole Champion Carnival we just did. Uh, We'll be doing another five matches episode this month exclusively on there, which people always love. So definitely check out the Patreon. In the meantime, folks, I don't know what next week's episode is going to be. It was supposed to be the Grand Slam from Yokohama and the All Japan uh, Oda War Gym Show. Grand Slam from Yokohama we know is off. Uh, I don't think we know that the All Japan Show is off yet. But uh, John Hernandez is supposed to be my guest. Maybe we'll do something else if uh, we want to. Backlash, sure. What, isn't it WrestleMania Backlash? I mean, whatever the fuck. <laughs> WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, but yes, maybe we'll do a five matches. Maybe we'll just, if the All Japan show actually happens, maybe we'll just watch that. Uh, I don't really know. We have to be very, uh, you know, what's the word? Very flexible right now mm-hmm. in Japanese wrestling. So, you know, it is a very, uh, very difficult time in all these states of emergency, but... Hopefully, Japan gets their shit together someday. Nope. I, don't, I don't really know what else to say. All right, folks, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.